Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Michael. Hi, I'm Christian Morin. And welcome to Work Love Balance Podcast. Michael and I work out our dreams together as entrepreneurs with our three beautiful children by our side. We've been married since 2010. We love our family. And in between the work and love is the balance we strive to create and what connects us all. Welcome to Work Love Balance Podcast. Welcome and thank you. good everybody welcome to this week's episode of work love balance podcast we're back we're excited yo we missed you on saturday but it's okay it's monday (laughs) it's the top of the week we in there let's get it we on point we on point either way every week we dropping okay michael just got hype right now okay a little excited hype yeah, yeah, he yeah. He is yeah. bringing the heat. Yeah, no, nah, but this week is great, though, because, um, you know, I was just led this week. I was actually on iTunes looking at our podcast on iTunes, and then I saw His and Her Money pop up, and then I saw this episode with the founder of the Cupcake Collection out in Louisiana, I believe it is. Yep, Mignon Francois. Yo, and so we were in the car. We were actually doing a tour, some stores, checking out some product. And then we just, I just tapped in. Some, you know, the spirit was telling me, just tap. And thank God yeah, that thank you God. listened and tapped into it because that car ride and listening to that podcast episode specifically just completely changed our whole perspective on so much pertaining to our walk as entrepreneurs and even as as a husband and wife team and so husband and wife team of faith you know yeah uh, you know special shout out to the his and her money show for creating this amazing podcast platform Speaking for myself, this was my first time listening to the podcast. Yeah, it was my first time too. Okay. So I I will definitely be continuing to listen to the many podcast episodes that they have available. I feel like I'm I'm a little bit late to the party because they have so many great episodes that I just can't wait to listen to. But um in the episode with Mignon Francois from the Cupcake Collection she talked about this book called or titled titled called called to, to create called to create and so the background which attracted me one to the episode was that she took the title says she took five dollars and made it into like a five million dollar ten million dollars correction correction <laughs> excuse me i apologize deeply ten million dollar business which is something to be celebrated. And I think that's one thing. It's, it's one thing to just acknowledge and see the headlines, but it's, hey, it's to celebrate it. Like, it's great. But I think diving in and listening to the story, you find that the journey is always a journey. It starts, it starts somewhere. Sometimes it starts in, like, the darkest spots. Like, mm. when you think back to, like, sometimes what's been bringing up in my head is that during this time that we were in, to be honest, was uh, Tyler Perry in some cases, how 
you know, he had, he was in his car. I mean, he'll tell you the story blatantly, you know, like he was in his car at one point, but he had his creativity. He dealt with a lot of stuff, but he had his creativity, you know, and he never let go of that. And he allowed that to shine and he allowed that to be, you know, salt, kind of like the salt to allow people to have that joy that they needed in that during that time. And so that's what's kind of been speaking to my spirit. But the book essentially talks about creatives and artists pointing us to the original creator who is God and how he was the original entrepreneur and the original creative. Yes. And this book, like I, I know you finished the book. Yeah. I'm almost finished, but I do plan on listening to it again um, and just meditating on the different chapters and, you know, I love taking my notes and okay. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Facts, facts. And I'm listening to the audio book. So trust me, I pulled up that Audible <laughs> joint too. Shout out to Audible. Yo, matter of fact, I'm gonna email somebody. Let's get that sponsorship going down. Oh my goodness, Michael's always <laughs> trying to talk about a sponsorship or something. No, not no. saying it's a bad thing. No, no, I but just... for real though. <laughs> I just no, was I think not expecting that. No, but this particular thing actually, and this is probably like a sidebar, but think about how um, think about how fast information moves, right? And so the book is not it's not a super long book, but we did order the book the same day, and then I listened to the same the next day. I think probably all day, and I was able to like feed into that energy that was already placed from that original episode. And so that was through the benefit of technology. And so what we ended up doing, we ended up gifting the copy that we got, we ended up gifting it to our niece. And so that is still kind of like all came like full circle. And I'm not downing like regular books, but I think in our information age and us as like younger millennials or however you want to classify us, like some things you want to get that information fast. That's true. And, and thank Thank goodness that that information is so accessible. Um, Just so you can immediately apply as needed. And so, um, you know, Michael and I, we're just going to talk about the book a little bit and just how it impacted impacted us. And um, we'll also be sure to link the His and Her Money show in this podcast and the book as well, because I highly encourage you to check out both. Um, listen to both, dive into both whenever you're able to. But um, how, what, what, what would you say was like a key highlight or impact for you from the book? And I was trying to ask you that first because you, you didn't finish yet. But, <laughs> but no, for me, I think I've always found myself struggling to relate Christianity to creativity to some capacities because, you know, just like, just like, um, just like the founder of Cupcake Collections, you know, mentioned, or just more like the author mentioned, like the conversation for young people sometimes in church is like, oh, you call, you have to be in the ministry, you have to, you know, you have to go on these missions, you have to do these things to let your light shine. But what I learned and even what I saw coming up there's so many creative people. There's so many artists within the space. And I think, thankfully, the places that I was able to grow up more later, ladder in like high school, they were able to kind of like embrace 
my creativity and like my fashion spirit and be able to contribute to actual one of my trips, which was over to like Rome and Italy and, you know, overseas while I like my first couple of years in college. And so that really contributed to like my artistry and my creativity and my way of how I saw the world. So, but then as I grew, you know, older and, you know, wiser and more mature, you still had that struggle of like how to really relate the two together. And this book really helped me find language to do that. Mm. And I feel like it's something I've always felt because my favorite, my favorite parts of the Bible is, is the beginning, you know, and God created and God said, and God breathed into man the breath of life and breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul and how he crafted him and how you were created in God's image and his likeness and how he gave you gave us dominion. Like all of that is like some of my favorite parts. And so this allowed me to see God as a creator and commissioning us to create whatever that gifts are and whatever those gifts are, you know, you're commissioned to do that. And you've been given those gifts for a reason and a purpose and a season. And so even when you don't think it's like it's your time, it's your season, just know like you're sharpening your iron. Like, yo, you always been sharpened by God. Like iron shop is iron, but like God is the master sharpener. And so, cause he's the iron, he created the iron. So it's just <laughs> like, yo, if you, if you ain't got your partner with you right now, but yo, you know, like God's preparing you for like that next thing, like that next phase, like he's sharpening you, he's sharpening those edges. Like, so you, so you'll be ready when that time comes. And so that's what really spoke to me. Cause I think on another note, like I spent time alone because I went away to school, I left family and stuff like that. But to Philly, know, to Philly, to California. But I always, to some degree, I always maintain that devotion. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I always maintain that devotion to some degree. But then I think it was more like seeds being planted. So when things kind of like really came up, I really had something to draw on, and really had something to kind of, you know, move moving, versus like just moving on emotion. But and I think there's something, too, to say, like, you being a creator doesn't always mean entrepreneurship. Also, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Because good point. Not, not everyone is called to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone is called to own multiple companies. But we all are gifted um, with just beautiful, unique gifts to create in some space. And... We all have a beautiful journey and just so many gifts that we can apply just daily. Yeah. And so I think that's beautiful as well. Um, just recognizing your gifts and your calling. Like, for example, my great grandmother, her gift was, I mean, she she was a maid. Like she cleaned and she used like, she used her hands to clean and she would get, and this sounds, I don't know if this sounds sad or whatever, but I'm just going to share it. But she would get so, so many big tips from just like the oh. detail in, mm. in her cleaning and mm. um, just the detail that she would use. And mm. I think there's something powerful in just literally us using our hands and our vision to create something, to impact something, to change something, to do something, uh, which doesn't really take money. It doesn't really take, it doesn't take a lot. It just takes you 
aligning like your your vision, your passion in the seed that God's planted to be proactive and to be obedient to what it is we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to create impact. And so, you know, because Michael and I, when we, <laughs> when we first started like our journeys, this was way, way before a life well dress, way before Michael Thomas, um, we started out in retail as sales associates. I mean, our very, even yeah. before that, our very first jobs, I worked at McDonald's and you worked at the oh, arena, the Capital One Arena, the as Capital a One Arena, as a serv- exactly. Bang. And so, I think we've always the had first jobs with service. Yeah, our That's first crazy. jobs were service, wow. and even with me working at McDonald's, I remember. I don't know if Charlotte Roos is still a store, but I remember having an interview at McDonald's. I was like, I'm wearing my hot pink patent leather Charlotte Roos heels <laughs> with my matching pink hoops. It was like bananas but i was like i'm Bam. i'm gonna nail this job interview i'm gonna get this mcdonald's job and so i was i was proudly of service to <laughs> to mcdonald's i started off like working um working as a cashier and i was like now show me how to cook yeah and i wanted to fries. learn how to cook and I I used to like get burned literally all the time until they were like, okay, get out the kitchen. Yo, funny and, enough though, but, hold on, time out. Yo, you still getting burned. You got literally, burn I have a burn right now. <laughs> but you still cutting your fingers trying to. But no, the food is bomb though. The food is definitely better than what it was. Wait, McDonald's or no, my food? Your food. Okay, your food. I'm like. No, your food. But I think I think that's always been in Michael and I's core to be of service. So even mm-hmm. with the life will dress. It's like we always want to make sure whoever we work with, we're of service to them. Like it's a, it's a collaborative effort. It's a partnership. Yeah, it's um, not, I mean, it's not. It's never like it's obviously it's not easy. I don't think even like I just think about your your grandmother. It's like man, it's like it takes a mental notch. Like you gotta definitely go up to a mental notch to to say, hey, like yo, this is it. Like this is of service, but. It's also too it's like it's when you're within your gift, and sometimes I think, you know, this is more me personal, but sometimes you don't want to deny that, like you don't want to slouch in it, because I think you know there's a scripture to say like, yo, following God is like that doesn't cover up for shoddy work, you know. It's just mm-hmm. you you still gotta you still gotta put in the effort, and I think even even Christ calls for excellence, and I think even in the book, one of the elements in the book, they were talking about how Christ was a carpenter. But then they said, yo, you think he let some shoddy chairs, you know, some shoddy work get out the shop? Like, no. It's like, it always has to be called, there's always a higher call to excellence. And I think that goes, that points to even the Old Testament, which is some scriptures that I like to refer to. Even when, I guess this goes back to like my journey of like searching for creativity in the Bible and stuff like that. And in the Old Testament, when they started to build a tabernacle, they talked about you know, it, it it writes about how God appointed like the designers, the people that did the curtains, the people that did the gold, the goldsmiths, the the craftsmen. Like it talked about, it specifically talked about each of those elements to create the tabernacle. Each of them were gifted with that particular, you know, song. They were each gifted with that particular uh, element um, to serve to to create the tabernacle. And I think that's that's still relevant to today. 
the tabernacles may be different, you know, our, you know, our service may be different, but the call is the same. And so I wanted to see, you know, I kind of came late to your creative table, you know, recognizing you as like a creative, creative, what? you know what I'm what saying? What do you mean? How late were you, boo? Oh, you trying, trying to go like that. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think I looked at it as from like, I just looked at it from that, yo, you was about your business. And even though you were in a visual space, I just looked at it, you would just always carry yourself professionally. And so I think me, <laughs> funny enough, I may not have carried myself. Well, no, I think I was professional. I think you were professional. I was professional, but I think I just leaned, I just leaned more towards like the artist side versus like, no, I'm like, I'm professional. Like I'm about my business. But you, you came with that. And so I was kind of late coming to that space. But, you know, what immediately spoke to you about the book? Even though I know we read it, we heard about it together, but what immediately spoke to you about it? Man, what immediately spoke to me? Let me think about this. Even though you're asking for an immediate answer. You know, it's never that simple. Stop. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. No, but I think I think one of the key standout things that spoke to me is there was like a really great story about the Chick-fil-A. I don't I don't know what chapter it was, mm-hmm. but they were having like a boardroom meeting. And they were just trying to figure out how to expand, how yeah, to how to beat Boston increase, Market, how to beat Boston Market, and what can we do? And it just it just sounded like it was such a chaotic meeting. And you I know, know just, Boston Market, like that's why I wouldn't even think that the two were related. But Boston Market was hot when it came out. You know what's funny is I've never eaten at Boston Market, so oh, okay. I I like wouldn't even think that was a competitor, but oh, because wow. of the book, I was like, oh, okay, they were Maybe they were something. they were talking about something, and so throughout this board meeting, um, I can't. I feel really bad. I can't think Kathy. of the Kathy. Yeah, I think I think it's Kathy. Okay, so throughout the board member, the owner of Chick Fil A, he was just kind of sitting there quietly the entire time. And finally, he just pounded on the table. And I guess he just had enough of the fear-based conversation and just back and forth dialogue. And he was like, let's stop focusing on trying to get bigger when we need to just focus on getting getting better. better. And I think that was such a powerful statement for him to say because now more than ever in our generation we're so focused on how to get bigger how to get more views um who's making more money who's doing this who's doing that and um you know just full transparency there was even a season where that used to create self-doubt within me and what we were doing because I allow myself to compare myself to someone's journey or someone's results when we have our own specific journey, we have our own specific vision, Mm -hmm. and we have our own handcrafted goals. And so I really had to 
just immediately correct that. Yeah. But I think that was so powerful to just say, let's not focus on getting bigger. Let's focus on getting better. Uh, Michael and I being entrepreneurs too, and of course, wanting to grow our business. We also want to grow our business in the right way, in a foundational way. And so there even there was even like a recent convo where we were talking about or, you know, should we hit up this person or should we try to reach out to do this deal? But then it's like, no, let's just take a step back. Let's regroup. And it was kind of one of those like, let's not get bigger. Let's get better moments. Yeah, I mean, definitely, <laughs> but, you know, I, yo, I agree with you. Truth be told, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to plant the seeds, and ultimately, like, those seeds are there. Like, you know, I'm going to action on, like, and then also, too, but the, oh, my gosh. But with Chick-fil-A, Man, they no. ended up? Chick-fil-A okay. ultimately ended up is crushing it, but the thing that stuck, the thing that got me was, like, and what to reference like what Christian's talking about, it's like, yeah, I have an idea, but then also too, like sometimes through the book, what I learned, or through um the founder of Cupcake Collection, ideas only last in the brain for like twenty seconds. Something like that. Something something crazy like that. And I that man, it it just it stuck me so tough because, you know, my mom, people would always tell me, like, yo, you gotta write it down. Got to write it down, and and some things would come to me, and I'd be like, "Man, I ain't gonna forget this one," and then I forget, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Oh, man. Some things would come to me, and I would forget, like, and sometimes I'd just be kind of like driving or whatever. But now, but I like what uh, what the owner said. She keeps like a nice book and a nice pen that she don't want to give nobody. So she can write down those ideas and you can see them come to pass. But you always kept a notebook. And I, yeah, that's true. But the thing is, and I, I naturally did it. But the fact that there's some things that I sense that I've missed at times, it's just like, man, that's what still made it so potent. It's like I, yeah. I was able to capture some stuff, but some stuff I know I didn't write down. And then thank God, some stuff kind of comes back around. But I mean, to this day, I mean, truth be told, like... There's an idea that I wrote down like two <laughs> really years ago. To... I'm just telling you. There's an idea I wrote down two years ago. And then I was going, I was dumbing through some stuff. And then Spirit told me, like, yo, look at that again. And then what I wrote down came to pass. Two years later. Or oh, it's coming, it's coming to pass. Oh, is that and what you, we were reading yeah, last night? Yeah. It's coming to pass. And so even that. Even though it wasn't like a just jotted down sketched idea, we added it, it to idea, a presentation. It was an idea that was in a presentation that's coming to pass. So I want to tell, I'm gonna beat this one, but yeah, I want to tell my folks out there those ideas, man, don't sleep on them. If it's like if it's good and it's like it's genuine and it provides like opportunity or it provides exposure or it does if there's good within it, man, write it down. Well, also speaking of ideas, one other thing that really spoke to me is that ideas don't belong to us. Like the ideas don't belong to us. Like I remember there was a point where Michael used to have this moment where he would say, I don't know, you would maybe read something in the paper 
or see something in the news and oh, you'll be like, call me out. You'll be like, man, I wasn't that talking about this. And to me, I would like tell Michael, you being that person to say you thought about it three years ago may not always be the, the best look. Cause like if it was placed on your heart, like you have, you can fully execute. And yeah, so see, now you're going to another, now we get it. Now you go, <laughs> Yeah, you can turn me up. Yeah, you can turn me up on this thing. Wait, but no, when, but in the episode of the His and Her Money show, which also ties into Call to Create, it's so true. Like the ideas don't belong to us. They don't. They do not. And so sometimes we think it's all about us, and it's bigger than us. You know, the That's purpose is so much bigger. And so if we're not being obedient to whatever our purpose is, literally, it could be we are called to be in hospitality. We are called to like working at McDonald's. I was called to work work at McDonald's until I wasn't working at McDonald's. If I'm not being obedient to that, like something, something's going to be a, a disconnect or a pivot within my journey. There's always grace you know, within things, but it, we have to, we have to, like Michael said, write it down and nurture yeah, it. To my soul, cause it's and so, funny. so that, like, that also really spoke to me. And I thought that was super powerful because we, we often think it's, it's just about what we're supposed to do. And it's, it's all about us and me, but yeah, it's, so it's, right. it's not, but you're so right though. And that's the whole thing. I was like, oh man, that was so good about the ideas. But then I kind of like, I ain't gonna say I forgot that part, but it's more like I'm grateful that you can kind of like bring it back full circle because not only does it remind me like, yeah, it's not really about, it's not about me. And then it's more like, man, but getting it out there can, it's gonna touch, it's gonna touch other people. You know, it's like, it's for other people, for whatever the purpose is, but you don't know unless you execute it all the way. So it's like, it's more conviction. Even like, okay, the ideas last 20 seconds, but what you said, the thing about the ideas not even being yours because the truth is like, yo, you had an idea, but like somebody may get it too and they execute on it. And then it's like, yo, but then it's benefiting other people, you know? So it's like, you can't even really be mad about that just to like, you know, have it on the show. Like, oh, I thought of that, but like, nah, that's not the look. You know, the look is like the good work. And being able to get God the credit, you know, which we were talking about today. But I, I just, let me just, <laughs> all right, forgive me. Yeah, let me just have some fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But this is, all right, just from observation. And low key, though, I think even in our spaces, because I know you felt that same way too. Like even at work, you know what I'm saying? At K Spade or for forever, you'll see something and you'll be like, man, they need to be like checking this or they need to do this or they need to do something. And then lo and behold, it kind of like, it comes to pass ultimately, right? So sometimes it wasn't necessarily maybe for you to bring it past, but it's also too to practice your observance and show Ooh, how observant that you are wow. and how you can kind of like see things. And so when you're able, you get into the position to execute on some things, you're already trained your mind to look at the holes, look at the analyses and be able to make quick judgments on what needs to happen today to impact the future results of tomorrow. And that's the true definition of like CEOs and leaders and stuff like that. So wow. we've been training ourselves since day one. And so I would just say 
my little personal story is like I remember like distinctively working on Georgia Avenue up against the wall, and this is like right when Sevens dropped, like Sevens hit the city, and I was like <laughs> Sevens hit the sevens city. Sevens hit the city, and I was like, man, and I'm sales associate. I'm helping all the ladies, not all the ladies, but I'm helping women <laughs> like trying to you know open up the dressing room like oh this is a new style, new size, whatever. But lo and behold, like these jeans don't fit, and these jeans wait. These jeans were like a hundred and twenty-five yeah, to two hundred and seventy-five dollars. These jeans cost some money, and so I was like, "Man, you know what? Man, there should be some jeans that fit the ladies, but that's like that's nice and premium. That gives them like the same feel. They need to cut these a little bit, and so that I mean, lo and behold, and instead of you doing your jean, we got apple bottoms. Okay. <laughs> See, you ain't even, I ain't even had to say it all. I ain't even had to. Yo, shout out to Nelly and Apple shout Bottoms. Shout out to Nelly. Yo, they created a wave though, but that was I wasn't, wasn't wearing no Apple I Bottoms. I know, that so. wasn't necessarily the direction. <laughs> but I think, I think from a, I think personally from what I observed to what I saw come to fruition in the marketplace was like Joe's jeans. I think Sevens kind of got on it. And then I think uh, Cookie Johnson, I think she, I think she invested in a company called PCI. But hmm. you know, I think those those three kind of like came into Joe's. that space. But I think Joe's really kind of hit it on the nail in terms of like the premium feel, the premium look. But then it also had the fit. Sidebar: Do they still make a Vizu? Because now I want some of Vizus. Yeah, they still they still make them. Those seem like they would be yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. So, but I say that to say is that the observation you know, motivated me and it put me on the path to pursue the opportunity in fashion or kind of like evolve my thinking in that fashion. And even though I didn't particularly get to execute on that dream, I think, or that observation, I think it continued to train my mind to look and see the holes and see things come to pass. And sometimes that just reminds you that you're on the right track. And when you get into your space and you're fully able to operate in your in your calling, man, you you just see it all kind of pass but wow. the gl- the glory is different like you you passing it off to god and you, you're grateful for the people that you're able to impact that's powerful michael because even just thinking right now about your work experience and my work experience i think another common thing that we often experience was discomfort we never fully felt comfortable mm. in our positions of course we were comfortable at the time well no i mean in a way where it didn't feel like i will be here for yeah the long run until retirement and that's it it did not feel like that for me for any job that i've had no for you either i know that you've often expressed where man i'm bringing this idea which is heat I'm bringing this idea, which is heat. But I would also say, like, babe, maybe these ideas are for something bigger and for you to take as a note to self and apply it to to your vision versus building frustration with them for not getting it. Because they're not going to get the vision. They're like, they're getting... They're getting their check to get this job done and to clock out. So I don't think the thought process may have been that deep for them where you're a natural creator, like your gifting is a creator. And 
that's one thing I love about you. And even when we were dating, you are just so creative. Like the things that you will just think about is really cool. It's really dope and really cool and very inspiring. And there are things that you think about like that are literally ahead, which sometimes I feel like some people may not always understand, which is fine, but it's not for them to understand. And I never wanted you to doubt yourself because someone else didn't understand what was placed on your heart. You know, that's, that has nothing to do with you. And I'm a stand for my mail. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> don't give me, don't oh give me turn up. I'm just playing. Well, no, but doing, I, mean, but I just, I think, I, I think there that. was Thank always, you. yeah, of course. I just think that we, we always had that a little bit of discomfort. Like there is something more that we need to be doing and we need to be nurturing. I mean, but people feel it today though too, man. I just, I don't know, I just want to, you know, maybe speak to the people, like, sometimes you feel it too, like, and, you know, we just going to call it what it is, like, sometimes you're the minority in the space, sometimes, not even, I don't even like that word, sometimes you're like, you're not like everybody else in the space, and you know, you know it, and sometimes you feel it, and sometimes you feel welcome, and sometimes you don't, Yeah. but it's always like, but... I think sometimes those spaces may be temporary, but sometimes you may be called to those spaces too. Like there's some some great leaders that are in those spaces that are called and they op- they're they there to open up the doors for other people. But they're also there, man, to like feed the people that's on the outside about like, yo, what's, what's popping? Like what's really good? What's going on behind the scenes? So I just, you know, I think to, you know, to our demo, you know, our background, you know, our culture, it's like, man, like, value those spaces, but share the knowledge, man. Share, share those insights. That's fast. Like, share what you're feeling back there, you know? Share what you're feeling behind the door, you know? Like, put it out there. Like, let people know, like, what's going on. Like, I listened to my wife for, like, for kind of, like, for years, you know, how she felt. And I didn't take full, uh, I didn't take full note to it because as a man, it's just different. Like, I'm just, I think to a certain degree, like, yeah, I'm happy to be in this space. Like, I'm happy to provide for my family, you know, my wife, you know, and that's it. Like, I, I just was cool with that. But the nuances and stuff like that, you know, I just kind of shook to the side and just kind of moved on. But I just want to encourage us out there, man, to share that information, share that insight. If you behind the scenes and you, you know, you different, but you in one of the majors, like, yo, share the insight, share the love, you know. So there's folks that can learn from that. And then as we continue to share how we grow, how we move, I think we can be better, man, and we can just build a coalition that, you know, that truly helps everybody, and we just all become better in our spaces because we acknowledge like who we are and our purpose to to not only ourselves but to each other. Across the board, there needs to be, um, like more ethnicities. It it just needs to be it, it just needs to be more balanced. And I hate to like I'm I don't want to make it like a no pun intended by saying balance, but it really does need to be more balanced. Like we just need across the board representation and inclusion. And I think it's a beautiful thing when we can, like Michael said, be completely transparent throughout our journeys because that's that's going to be the most helpful and beneficial to us all. Um, I often learn from, I learn more from knowing 
the transparent truth versus knowing just seeing like the success at the yeah, end. Yeah, because like kudos to kudos to everybody in these spaces. And if you don't get directly what we're talking about, you know, we're talking about being like, you know, young, gifted, and black in these predominantly not black spaces. And so, you know, when you enter that space, they don't. There's no. There's no coaching. Like there's nothing like to prepare you for these things, but. I think the thing is, like, God prepared you anyway because the door is already open for you. And so I think when we look at it from that lens, we can, like, eliminate, like, a lot of anxiety, a mm-hmm. lot of self-doubt, a lot of all of that. And so I think that's, I mean, the yeah. truth be told, it goes back to, like, which we probably mentioned on another podcast with what, you know, good friend, you know, pe- you know, good friend, wife told you was about, like, yo, don't be ashamed. Don't be, don't skirt your light because you're from Compton. You know, like, let people know. Like, you ain't got to shut that you say LA. Like, no, you from Compton. Like, yo, you in the room like everybody else. Exactly. Like, that's what, like, yo, that's your validation. Like, and you did it, like, because you gifted. And that's, and that's point blank, period. And so don't let nobody take that shine. And so it's just more kudos, you know, giving that gratitude to God. And I think that's what allow us to connect. And you know, hopefully, we can connect with some other folks, um, just about and just about those feelings as we navigate our space, and as we navigate creating a space that people feel like they could be fully themselves, one hundred percent. And I think I I'm just another little side note, but I think I was I came across an article from uh, uh man, what's her name? She she was at Apple, then now she's at I think she's at Netflix. Um, but she's big in the space. But she was basically talking about how Netflix is encouraging about, you know, she can go to work and be her full self and, like, not have to feel like she got to put on any, you know, any disclaimers or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, her hair, like, the whole nine. Then I got another good friend of mine who, you know, I remember him telling me the story. He's at Showtime, and he was saying, like, yo, his management encouraged him to be the same thing. Like, yo, be you. Like, it's all good. Like, that's why you're here. Like, yo, just be you. Like, be yourself. And I think, you know, that's the best That's the best thing of it all. When you're called to create, yo, that create is you, you know? That's such a freeing space to be in, too. Yo, that's, that create, that's you. Because just think, just think how much code switching <laughs> has taken place. Oh, like, we should probably just do a whole episode. Yeah, switching. I mean, that's a real thing. Like, professionally... Then as early entrepreneurs just trying to get in spaces and, you know, amongst friends. And it's like, you, when do you ever really feel like you're your authentic self? And so I think to be, be in a space where we can really say, man, like we are who we are, period. Um, It just feels great. It feels really great. And especially as parents to also provide and create a space where our children can feel like and know that they can be themselves. And I think that's the most important And you know they're being themselves too. And it's like, it's it's just so beautiful because they're getting it early and they're getting it now. And they know they have that support from us. And they know that... (laughs) They know that we're going to stand for it, you know, and we're going to encourage it. And so I think I think it's so beautiful to be able to not only experience that, to but to pass it down. 
And that's it, man. Pass down that same feeling, you know, and encourage that creativity, you know, to the next generation. I think that's how we how we round it out. Because we see it right now in our kids. I mean, we're just going to be, you know, try to close it out with this. But, you know, we see our kids being creative, expressive, like all that, you know. And we get taken aback because you see a little bit pieces of yourself. But it's like, <laughs> man, they just being in full themselves. Like, they're not, no fear, like. You know, except for June bugs out here. <laughs> Not even like, oh, it ain't even goodness. no fear June bugs, but it's just, well, like, ah. It's in my it's way. It's just weird. <laughs> but, you know, all in all, seeing kids create and watching kids and their creativity and how freeing they are, man, that's just like, you can see God at work just by watching kids. And I think that's what it's about and being able to pass on the confidence and things that we build now and pass it on to the next generation. Yep. So Michael and I, we're rolling up our sleeves. We are staying focused on our path. And we're just grateful that you joined this space and this podcast. And we're just thankful. Yeah, we're thankful, man. We thank you guys for listening. We thank you for listening for the past few episodes. Yo, we really appreciate it. Keep yeah. rocking with us. Keep sharing it. Keep telling people about us. Yo, rate the podcast. Do all that cool stuff. I saw a cool little uh, new feature on, I think it's like Spotify. It's like a group chat or group listen or something like what? that. That we might, you know, invite some guests into it. I mean, Is going, it a video going. or? Nah, it's no. audio. It's like, you know, it's a clubhouse-esque oh my scenario. But okay, I'm not trying as to, familiar we're with trying to open. We're trying to open up some listeners and, you know, let some listeners in and do a little live session. But, you know, TBD. But just look out for that. One sidebar. Clubhouse reminds me of what party lines used to be back in the day. Yeah, is that what cool. it is? No, it's not. I'm not going in. The whole I thing still about don't Clubhouse. fully. Okay, but <laughs> but it's about no. It's just more like a live audio recording with guests that can chime in, ask some questions. Oh, that could be cool. This, I think this would be kind of like cool. So you know, all right, look out for we'll that. Look into it. All right. Until next time. Until next time.